Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, the soccer podcast for us, by us. It's the best kept secret of soccer today. You got your boy Grego here. Coach is out sick. Ringo's still doing daddy work. I got the mayor back in the house. Yep. Rashad King, what's going on with you, man? Man, it's good to be home. Good, ba- good to be back. It's been a minute, but you know what? We got a lot to catch up on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, you, you might hear the... The, the subtle ambiance. We are out here at the West End Soccer Station. Shout out to Soccer the Streets. Uh, you know, watching some pickup soccer. You know, uh, like we've been wanting to do this for a hot minute. You know, just kind of record out here. You know, out here with the people, and you know, ch- check them out. So you will probably hear some trains. You probably hear some Spanish speaking um, um, in, in the background. But yeah, like it, yeah, we just, you're, that's you're, what happened when you uh, you hit the streets. Yeah, right. Literally, we're in the streets. <laughs> Yeah, we're out here. See, there you go, right on cue. But uh, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's, it's good to be out here. Good, to, good to check this out. Uh, matter matter of fact, uh, out your way. Uh, this is, of course, like I said, we're at Western Soccer Station, but this is no longer the the, the newest soccer station. We've got a new one out in, in East Point, man. Uh, tell us about that, man. That's right. We uh, just a few days ago, this past weekend, uh, soccer in the streets. Um, Open one of the the open the brand newest uh, the newest uh, station soccer in East Point. So downtown East Point, um, it's a beautiful facility. Uh, it's right next to uh, Oz Pizza, right across the street from the East Point Martyr Station. But it is absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, Grego and I had a chance to attend. Of course, we met our our brother Tony out there, and we we got to see. Uh, some some excellent talent that's in the community. Some really good upcoming talent. Um, actually, blessed the pitch with some of the first matches. Uh, Darren Neal's made an appearance, and 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 some other members of the uh, Atlanta United organization. Some other uh, community leaders. Uh, some other organization members from Soccer in the Streets, and and really kicked it off in a, in a really proper way. Um, I think it's going to be a much needed. Thing that people, I think, for that area is going to be something that people didn't realize that we needed. So there were there were people showing up that were asking questions. They were like, "How do I get my kid involved? Can I get more information about your program?" Mm-hmm. Like it's really getting the gears turning as far as the mission of what soccer in the streets is trying to accomplish and what the purpose of the station soccer. Uh, the purpose it is there for. So, right. you know, you had, like I said, yeah, the community came out in a pretty big way and support and watched the other young ones uh, play. You know, the local businesses are, 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 are trying to wrap their arms around and really nurture that area. Um, they, you know, we have the mural, that, that beautiful mural that's being painted, um, that's still uh, being developed. So, I mean, I, I can't wait for it to be 100% done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the coolest things was um, Atlanta United. So one of the traditions, if you don't know, is uh, before the games, there's a huge golden spike that fans have the chance to go up and and sign it and put messages for the players, for the team, things yeah. of that nature. Yes, yeah, so like you guys, like when you guys see it on TV, whereas y'all see that, that we're talking about that same spike that people hit like um, before before the games. Before like before it gets marched, it gets it gets brought down. Fans can come up, sign sign the spike, and and then they take that spike, and that's what gets um, hammered right. before these games. But what we've never seen before is the after effects of when the spike comes off the off the stand. Mm-hmm. So 
they actually produced their first of what we hear is a first of many of this pretty cool project. So what they're doing is they're going to take the pitches and they're going to make benches. Oh. So which was which was very cool though is the first bench that they dedicated to the the first bench was de- dedicated to the East Point pitch. Okay. But do you know what game that pitch that that spike came from? I do not. So, do you think back think back to the first season? Okay. It was a Thursday night. Okay. We blasted seven goals. Oh, um, New England. New England. Okay, okay, take it a step further. Uh Who did we just beat for the last game on decision day? Who did Atlanta United just play and and, and, and take a, what was it, 3-1? Yeah, yeah. Who who was that? That that was uh, Geno's squad, the Revs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the Revs, right? Mm -hmm. So... you, d- you didn't even know that, so that yeah. was that was uh, that was pretty cool. And I, I I found that I was like, hey, that was the seven the seven nil game. That was that was an amazing night. So it's kind of crazy um, like, when you think about it, because like they've been holding on to those spikes for what two years now. Yeah, it's like where do they put all these things? They're they're not the they're not the lightest thing. They're not the smallest yeah, they're not. thing. They're, not. they're pretty heavy. Yeah. So I don't know where they store these things, but. You know, for them to take those and repurpose them, they and, and the, the signatures are still on there. So they put some kind of protective coating okay. to protect those signatures. Yeah. So those signatures and that spike is is turned into a bench that's going to be distributed throughout the community. I think that is a, a yet another brilliant idea uh, by the team, by the club, to really stamp their, their, their name in the community and let people know, like, hey, we're here. We we are united. We're we're trying to grow in these communities and grow as people. You know, I think it's it's just pretty awesome, cool thing. So if you haven't had the chance to visit any of the station soccer areas, I, I highly recommend that you do it. Like right now, we're here at West End, but there's also East Point that's brand new. And so there's got, also so got five points. Yep, there's five points. The original. So uh, and there's more on the way. So there's plans for expansion. Uh, there's hopefully, hopefully one day we can see pitches at every martyr station around the city. Uh, but I know there's what, at least 10 that are on the way. Yeah. Like the, plan, the plan is like for every martyr station, there's going to be, there's going to be one. So like, you know, within the next you know, couple of years, you know, you'll see, you'll see it everywhere. And right. Now, now for you, of course, for people who don't know that our dear mayor, like he's actually from East Point. So for someone who's grown up in that area, you know, been a child of a child of Atlanta. Like, what did seeing that uh, soccer station and seeing those kids out there playing? What like what did that mean for someone like you who who grew up in Atlanta? Like your high school was like literally right down the street. Yeah, my high school was almost across the street. If yeah, you think yeah, about yeah. it, uh, I went to uh, Tri Cities High School, and and we're known for uh, music, performing arts, magnet school. Um, you know, my, I think back to my high school days, and I think about Cam Newton. Like they were one of our, like Westlake High School was one of our rivals, and Eric Berry and all these other other uh, cool guys. But um, for me, you know, I grew up in East Point. I grew up in uh, South Atlanta, Southwest Atlanta, Southeast Atlanta, Swats. West Side of Atlanta. So like all of these pitches, um, you know, growing up, this was this is a dream. Like I didn't, I never, I never in a million years expected 
uh, to see something like this. Because I know when I was younger, you know, trying to grab a hold of the game, uh, trying to understand the game and the things that are around, I didn't really have many um, resources available mm-hmm. uh, to me. So, you know, I, I did play when I was younger. I was fortunate enough to, you know, find a program, find a coach. And I got in. I, I, I didn't really – it didn't last long. Mm-hmm. So, uh Fortunate, fortunate for the youth of today, especially with soccer in the streets and, and there's more uh, resources in the community, you know, kids have multiple outlets of getting into the game and getting to learn it. So I had to go about it in a, in a uh, different way. But this is just amazing, man, just to see the growth and, and actually hear people talking about the sport, mm-hmm. uh, really engaging with it. Like when I was younger, it just – it sounded like something taboo. Like you, you were in the soccer. You were kind of like one of the weird kids. Like yeah. you were a nerd. You were, you know, what I'm saying you you you're not that popular. Yeah, but yeah. now it's it is the thing. You know, if you don't know about soccer, if you don't have a at least one player you know about, if you don't know um, one thing, like it, it doesn't. It, doesn't matter what it is if you don't know something these days especially with the younger kids like they now they look at you as the oh you're you're different like you're not you're not the cool kid like right. if you don't you, you know like, you know like about, the falcons like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's beautiful man I, i'm just and and, and the, the fact that there's plans of expansion whether it's here you know other cities taking notice and coming in and seeing our infrastructure that we have and our plans and they want to bring this to their city is amazing like Coach Tony um, at the East Point unveiling blew my mind. He said that there was someone who follows the channels, follow him, you know, on social media, follows the channel. I don't know the guy's name, but if you hear us, shout out to you, sir. This person came from Cleveland. Cleveland, sir. He came from Cleveland to see. Cleveland, Cleveland? Yes, Cleveland, Ohio. He came down from Ohio to see. East Point opening and he's like man I've been following you guys I've been following soccer in the streets I've been following the things that have been going on in the soccer community here in our city of Atlanta I wish we had something like this back home I want to pick your brain I want to talk to somebody I want to engage with what's going on here because we love we would love to have this in in Ohio and and there's other cities like I said that that have been here that have studied our infrastructure that have seen things they want this yeah. So for us to be at the forefront of this is amazing because I didn't I didn't see this when I was younger. That's wild. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know I didn't know about that uh, that someone came from Cleveland. That's that's wild, you know. Because like because East Point, you know what? That was the hot spot this weekend. You know, you had you had soccer, uh, soccer station open up, and then right down the street you had uh, Tyler Perry Studios uh, had their grand opening on on over the weekend as well. That's that's literally uh, my backyard. <laughs> I'm like, like really, like I, I picked up uh, I picked up Rashad uh, before we came to record tonight, and yeah, basically like, like where his crib is, it's like Tyler Perry Studios is like the back of his like basically like. Not even a half mile from his backyard, like it's it's, it's wild. Like, and of course, like if, if you ever go through East Point, uh, they had like they had all the security stuff, you no know, blocked off, police escorts and everything. You had Oprah, Beyonce, Taraji P Henson, like everybody up, up everybody, up man. And Spike, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was a big deal, and so like it was like uh, y'all about to have a little hot spot down there, man. It's it it's crazy because like I had. I don't think I'd realize I'd never like really been in East Point like that. Like I've been through College Park. Cause like, like of course I didn't realize that 
you come here from from West End, and basically East Point's right down right down the road. And of course, you go a little bit further, you go you hit uh, you hit College Park. I was like, oh, it's all right here. I just yep. then the airport. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I really had no idea, man. But yeah, like yeah, I'm shout out to East Point, y'all y'all do, doing your thing, man. Uh, let's circle back up over to the to the home team because, like I said, uh, this past Sunday was decision day. Playoff spots were on the line. Um, before I go too far, uh, shout out to uh, Moby Akugo for uh, coming through uh, last week. Found out that uh, one of his teammates uh, uh, passed away last week, and uh, you know, condolences to the Austin Bold family. Oh, man. Uh, crap, I, I, I thought I had uh, his name written down, but yeah, it was a uh, very sudden, sudden uh, death. You know, very sad. Yeah, man, it was tough, man. But um, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure, I, you know, Moby, all the Bold family, y'all, y'all are in our thoughts. But um, but yeah, decision day, the home team, we did we did our thing, you know. Yeah. I, uh, Joseph came back like it's, it's crazy because like I remember watching the replay of Joseph's injury, and I was like, if he didn't tear up a ligament, the fact that he that. The fact that he didn't and was able to come back so quickly, I'm like, him and Saquon must be like they must have went out to uh, to Wakanda because that that was They're, unreal. It's not human. It's not human. You know, I don't know something. I don't know what's up, but that ah, that guy is different, man. Yeah, yeah. That guy is different. I don't know what it is. I don't know if he has a different like uh, source of water that pumps through his house. I told you. If he that, eats got, a different diet, he got that. Wakanda if he water, uh, he has the fountain of youth in his backyard, I don't know. Joseph is just a different guy. He is, and like I love that guy though. Like, like he's that he's that dude. And, you know, uh, we had three one victory. Now, mind you, can I hold on? Let me take his time out. Can I tell y'all about my day on Sunday? Yeah. I'd uh, like to hear about this. <laughs> just be honest. Just to be honest. You caught me off guard uh-huh. a little bit. Uh-huh. Seeing you on the sideline, I look over. I was like, there he is. <laughs> and he's like waving and uh, with, with the very important people. And um, I'm pretty sure you had a great experience. I had a chance to check out some of your um, your movement on the social channels, on yeah. our, our Instagram at FTCUTD. And um, it looked amazing. But you were there. It's your account. I want to hear straight from your mouth. Like, how was it for you? Like, <laughs> Okay. First of all, shout out to my homegirl, Cara Sims. Uh, uh, she, had, uh, she actually did the, the coin toss uh, on Saturday. And, you know, she was like, hey, you know, you want to you wanna, um, come, come down with me and everything? And I was like, shit, what? Absolutely. So, and, and that's how things kind of got started. Um, so, uh with that, they give they give uh, uh, access to sweets, uh, sweet seats because usually she's on the she's actually usually on, on the lower level, but on the other side. But uh, for, hold on, okay. It's, it's, That's what happened when you're in the streets. You know? Yeah, literally. You hear, you hear things. You yeah, see things. <laughs> it's cool though. We're good. We're good. But <laughs> so like today, like for that game, she had uh, seats up in the suites up in the two hundred section, mind you. To get up there is an absolute bitch and a half. Uh, I'm gonna put that front out there first. Uh, but, but yeah, you know. So we were on we're on the field. You know, she's about to do the uh, coin toss. I'm literally like right beside the tunnel where the players come out at. So 
like if you saw the pictures from from uh and uh from our stories and everything i'm catching everyone one warm up um I'm literally like steps away from Frank DeBoer when the anthem's gone playing, and you know, like I, I, I caught a, I caught one picture of Petey, but he didn't look too pleased. So I was like, I'm gonna just go. I'm like, my bad, dog. So yeah, but I go from there to um, you know going back up to the suites. You know, mind you, like I'm usually up in the supporter section. I'm usually in there out there with my people. So to have, I'll, I'll say this much. One, I can still hear everyone. I actually could hear everyone well from where I was because we were still roughly on the same side. But, um, but secondly, it gives you a whole new vantage point that you obviously won't have when you're in the supporter section when you're kind of like much lower in. Like I could basically see the whole pitch. And if anyone that is, you know, has any type of uh, – if you analyze the game like that, or if you have the type of interest in the game, sitting up there is actually pretty cool because you get you get to see. It's almost like if you're if you're playing FIFA, and you're you're able to see where everyone's moving, where everyone's keeping their shape, and all, um, and, and all that. And yeah, it's, it's it's a really cool. You know, it's it's obviously it's different from the supporters section vibe, but at the same time, if you have that type of interest. It's, it's cool as shit. Yeah. And, uh, but I did make time to get back down to the supporter section, at least for a little bit, you know. And then I had my motherfucking uh, mind blown, man. So. This is the one that, that got me. So, first of all, when I got down there, that's when we, uh, we scored our go-ahead go goals. So, I'm just going to go ahead and take credit for those. So, you're welcome, Atlanta. But, uh, but yeah, just as I was about to leave, um, I happened to turn around, and I was like, let me just, you know, I think that was, like, after the second goal came. And I was like, let me let me run back down here real quick. I'm high-fiving everybody and all that. I, I don't think I had any beer thrown on me this time for once. But, um, but yeah, uh, I noticed on stage is uh, Michael K. Williams. For those of you who don't know, that is Omar from The Wire. Omar Little. Chalky White from Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, and it was like I don't, I don't I don't get starstruck too many times, you know. I, I especially living here in Atlanta, like you do see a fair share of celebrities here and there. That was one time I was like, oh, hold the fuck up, right? <laughs> and, and, and you know, I lost my shit when yeah. I found out. I was we have a text group, so I'm texting with the other guys, and I was like, wait a minute, like I didn't before I even noticed that. that Grego took a picture with him. I just saw a picture of him alone. He mm -hmm. was posting on the United yeah. socials. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute. He's here? Mm -hmm. He's like, I got one better for you. I got a picture with him. I was like, oh. And it's crazy because one thing inside for our, about our hosts, you know, you get to learn a little more about us. It's no secret. I think one of our favorite shows collectively is The Wire. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh... That has a, a a pretty profound impact on my upkeep, um, upbringing, and 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 uh, I still uh, uh, absolutely love if, that if, show. If you ever if you ever take the time to you know watch, uh, if you of course if you have HBO and you go back and you know watch stuff on, on demand, 
You know, every so often, everyone should just go back and just watch The Wire from the beginning to the end. Like, you'll end up learning new shit every single time that you do it. And, like, that was one of, um, like, my mom and I, before she passed away, uh, that, like, The Wire was, was one of our shows, like, that we actually would actually watch together. And, you know, so, already, I was like, yo, if there's, if there's one person I have to get a picture with, it's motherfucking Omar. Right. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out, okay, because, like, you, you know, yeah, some people are front, they're used to, they're used to taking pictures and everything. I'm like, I don't normally do this. I'm like, I, I haven't done one with, the, with any of the players like that. I haven't uh, done, hold up, Marta break. Okay. Um, I'm not used to, you know, taking pictures like that. Um, I'm gonna see like like who I, who I got to talk to you know to, to see if I can get a picture. At first I was like no, nah, because remember cause you saw what remember what happened with uh, with Jeezy and everything. I was like I'm not I'm not getting stiff this time. I'm like I'm, I'm gonna get my damn picture. And you know I, um, shout out to my uh, my homie Chico. Uh, he he was able to you know, get 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 the nudge in. I was like hey man like I'm, I I just want this picture man. I want this picture. And yeah it 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 happened. You know dreams come true man. Like I like honestly that one. Like yo, I've I've had a honestly a shitty summer, and I'm like that right there was like yeah, I'll I'll that that, that picture is like lookbook worthy. Yeah. Oh. So, oh yeah. For sure. You look at the you're listening to this show, you're gonna notice that picture on the lookbook for this show. So. Oh yeah. Like analyze that. That we do that stuff purposely. So check yeah. that out. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it it was a great experience. So, yeah. Shout out to Karis. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Skate because. I I I I had to poker on this. I was like, I, after, after what happened with Jeezy, I was like, yeah, I was like, well, we, I, I need this picture. <laughs> that's but, right. Uh, that's right. But yeah, man. Uh, yeah, getting back into the decision day. So the the playoff bracket is set. Uh, so right now we got we got a couple weeks off. You know, we got international breaks. We're, we're going to talk about the U.S. team and uh, on on the back end of the show. But uh, the the bracket kind of goes as this so atlanta clinched this two seed in the east we're going to play uh actually we get to play new england again uh in two weeks on the 19th at, at one i'm like geez like do you really want us waking up that damn early but uh that's the that's the theme of the show man jeez revs <laughs> rev, yeah. Rev, rev. yeah 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 and um rev your engines so we beat out Philly for, uh, for the two seed. They got a three seed. They actually got to play uh, play the Red Bulls. That's actually a, that's a pretty interesting game. I'm actually kind of kind of curious to see like who wins that game because if if as long, assuming we get through New England, we get the winner of, of that game, and that that actually would be pretty big. Uh, NYCFC they, they they won the East and they get the winner of Toronto and in, in DC. So and DC, yo know, DC kind of is it kind of tripped me up because. They played Cincinnati over the weekend. They had two men down. They had 33 shots and drew nil-nil. I'm like, houseway. <laughs> and mind you, and mind you, that that cost them um, a, sh- a shot at, at hosting uh, the game against uh, Toronto. So, because either way, it, it it they knew who they were going to play. This matter of where they're going to play, and it ended up uh, because they drew the match, they ended up um, uh, losing out on the. On uh, hosting uh, that first round match, so you know that that could be a big difference. You know, going in, in a couple weeks as far as how that how that match ends up going. Out west, uh, again, shout out to LEFC who won the supporter shield. Shout out to Carlos Vela, who uh, who won uh, 
the who who broke the the goal scoring record from from Joseph, who had just set it last year. Uh, he actually uh, came back and and had a hat trick. You know, 34 games and 31, 34 goals in 31 games. That's actually a really right. That's really that's crazy. Like when you think about man. it. Yeah, congratulations to that guy, man. Um, it's been it's been cool to watch them and and see him play and you know he's having fun. Yeah, that's that's what the game's about. Having fun, being competitive. He's having fun, and um, that's I think that's good for the sport. That's good for the league. It like is. we need that. We need you know the fact that you know he's shining like he is. He's he's that that's what they're paying him to do, but at the level that he's doing it and the younger players coming in and producing like that, I love it. You know, so congratulations to, to that, that club. Congratulations to Vela, all your accomplishments. You know, hopefully we'll see you guys in the finals. Now, I, 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 need, I need the final here because tickets out to L.A., they ain't cheap. I'd rather have the final here. So, so yeah. Okay, facts. I got you. I get you thinking. All right. But, I, get uh, it. I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, out west, uh, we like, like I said, we got LEFC in the first seed. Uh, Minnesota United got got the two seed, uh, and, they, and they're going to play uh, the Galaxy. That's going to be uh, pretty interesting. Actually, no, that's the four and five. The two seed actually went to Seattle. They get to play Dallas. Uh, the, the three seed is uh, – Real Salt Lake, they get to play Portland, and then the four or five is Minnesota and Galaxy, and they uh, they'll go out and play. Uh, the winner of that game goes to play uh, LAFC. So you could have uh, one more uh, El Clasico or El Trafico um, in the second round. So and that that's going to be huge. So you're right. You know, because you still have LAFC who's yet to beat the Galaxy. So I think deep down they're hoping for you know. Uh, for the Galaxy to to get in somehow, yeah. but you know, I think Minnesota United is going to be pretty tough as well. Question though, what's up? You feel like putting uh, winners on record? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start East West. Okay, East. All right, of course. Got the home team um, beat New England again. Um, I'm going to go with Toronto over DC. Toronto, I, I can't argue. I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think that especially well. J- Josie just got just got injured. I mean, I, so I think it might be a question of whether or not he'll be healthy in time for that match. But if they're all healthy, you still have that all that experience because a lot of those guys still are from the teams who went to back to back MLS Cups uh, a couple years back. So if nothing else, they have the experience. So I think mm-hmm. that that'll take them over uh, over DC, uh, Philly, uh, Red Bull. Like I said, that one's really really tough. That's really tough. I think. Um I pull the experience card on this. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going for the upset. Okay. I'm 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 going to stick with Philly on that one. You go stick with Philly? I'm yeah. going – I'll go uh, New York. Okay. I think um, they put – I don't know, this typical Red Bulls. They they play into this every year. This is this seems like something they can do. They can beat Philly, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their hump is later on in the playoffs. Right. But being that this is the first round, I think they have the experience. I think they have the talent. I think they can overcome a great Philly team. Um, I, I, yeah, cause I'm, like, cause Philly had a, had a had a really weird loss. Yeah. Oh, oh, um, uh, I guess uh, NYCFC uh, on Sunday, and because like I said, they they could have easily. First of all, NYCFC had nothing to, to really play for because they already had clinched the mm-hmm. clinched the one seed. So for them to still go ahead and beat Philly like that, I, I think that you know. Philly, Philly might end up 
regretting that, but I, I, I do think at least against Red Bulls, they should, um, I think they'll be able to pull it out. I think, I, think the, if, uh, I think the big thing there is that for us, for the home team, if no matter what, we'll, we'll be hosting that next game. Right. So, and because both Philly and New York have, um, uh, Red Bulls have been pretty tough on, on us on, um, at, uh, this whole year, and of course, even, even um, prior to the season. So, Having that game at home will be pretty big, and then you know, hopefully, you know, whether whether it's NYCFC in the conference finals, you know, we'll 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 see by then in a couple of weeks. All but right. um, and uh, out west, out west, you got um, so we got. So what about uh, Seattle and Dallas? Seattle, Dallas. I'm gonna go with Seattle on that one. Seattle, absolutely. Going with Portland again. Oh, actually, hold on. No, who am I thinking of? No, I'm thinking of um, LAFC last year. Um, because they played RSL last year. Um, I'm going to go with Portland over RSL mm-hmm. in the upset. And I'm also going to go with uh, Galaxy in the upset over Minnesota. So I'll take Galaxy uh, over Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But uh, am I – am I uh, – should I take Flack for wanting RSL to beat Portland? No, I mean, hey, if that, if that's your prerogative. That's what it is. I feel like uh, – I don't know. I'm living wild on the 3-6. The Three six mafia on the on the three Shout six draws. I'm going. I'm I'm living on the wild side on those. So uh, yeah, I'll take RSL. Okay. Okay. All right. That's what's up, man. So we. So okay. I I, I will mark that down and we'll see we'll, we'll see revisit, what's up in a couple of weeks. You know. Yeah, we'll revisit that. We'll but yeah, but yeah, before we uh, before we wrap up on MLS, uh, Orlando City, they're on manager number four. They they fired James O'Connor. Man, it's just been a revolving door, man. I just, yeah. I want them to be great. Not I great, but I want them to be good enough. Like, yeah. And it's funny because, like, they started two years before Atlanta United. If you, if you accumulate all the points earned from when they started yeah. and when we started, we're actually only seven points behind. You know what? Another in- interesting fact: mm-hmm. the most points they've scored in a season is forty-four. You know when they did that? The first year. The first year. Yeah. I said like that. Like that's it. It's it's a very you know crazy situation there. You know, uh, I've mentioned on past shows. I think that their their long term goal. They never really had any long term um, outlook. And they just said, "Hey, let's get Kaka, let's get the stadium, let's go." Yeah, that's let's it. Roll. <laughs> Not realizing that Kaka ain't gonna be there forever, and you still gotta, you know, get butts in the seats, and you still gotta put up a, a good product. And mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 very interesting. And of course, with with Miami coming next year, they, I think they're gonna be feeling the pinch on both North and South because you're gonna have teams around them that you know that are are pretty aggressive. And if you can if if you don't have a strategy as far as figuring things out, it's only going to get worse. And yeah, they shouldn't be surprised if um, first season Miami shows up. Oh yeah, they're definitely uh, from you know rumblings that we hear. Ooh, that's nice. They're going to come with it. So it's it'll be a shame if uh, Orlando can't get it together. There's just keep falling behind the buck, and then there's more teams, more competition, more players. That are just as the time goes by, so it's just going to get harder and harder. So hopefully they can figure it out for themselves, because you know, as a as a as an Atlanta fan, 
we can't claim that as a rivalry. So, I, at least I don't deem that as a rivalry. So, I mean, I'd want to. I want to call it a true rivalry, but they can't beat us. So, hopefully uh, Miami will have some better luck with that Unless until they beat us. Right, right, right. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll definitely <laughs> see. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, before we uh, like so ra- uh, wrap up, of course, shout out to Bastian Schweinsteiger, who announced his retirement uh, as on today's uh, – today we're recording on Tuesday – uh, he announced his retirement as 20 trophies, uh, Bayern, Man United. Yeah, of course, he didn't really do much at, at Chicago, but, you know. Sprider days ahead for them. They they just announced uh, their their first game at Soldier Field next year. Actually, they're going to play, be playing us uh, yes. in uh, March 21st. You know, hopefully, hopefully CBA pending. You know, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, that's right now that's, that's the date. And, um, I, I I think we can make plans to to make it up there for that, you know. That's right. We gotta we gotta call our uh, our buddies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, um, and then uh, you know, Tim Howard played his, played his last game. Demarcus Beasley played his last game. So it's uh, a yeah, it's, it's true, definitely true and, changing and it, of the guard, man. It really is. MLS it, really is changing. Like Timmy and and and. Man, DMB, they're out. Yeah, man, but they've they've had great careers, man. Um, I think they still will. They're definitely um, U.S. soccer icons that that won't die anytime soon. Absolutely. So, you know, in their retirement, you know, they're going to do some great things. But hopefully, MLS will be able to uh, reach back and and really utilize their their abilities off the pitch for future growth of the game. So. Uh, you know, hats off to those guys, man. It was, it was great seeing their careers uh, unfold, man. It was just Absol- absolutely. So. so, yeah, we'll take a, qu- a quick pause for the cause, uh, pay a quick bill. We'll be back. We'll talk Europe, the national team. We'll be back in a little bit. And we are back. Uh, again, we are out here at West End Soccer Station out here in Atlanta. Uh, sh- uh, if you're ever interested in, in coming out here, check out the Meetup app. Uh, and there's a group for station soccer pickup. You know they have they have uh, meetups obviously to uh, get out here and uh, and play some ball. Yeah, I think they played about maybe two or three games out here since uh, since we've been out here. Yeah, so you know, and that goes back to what um, the potential I was talking about with uh, with uh, East Point Station. There's a lot of kids out here with talent, and. You know, you never know like who might be out here just to, just you know just checking out like hey, you know this guy might be flying under the radar because he he doesn't have the money to you know pay for uh, club soccer up, up up north and everything. So I think that just having the giving people the access to the game that might not already have access to it at least in a in an organized environment. I think there's a lot a lot of, uh, a lot of potential here. But uh, speaking of organized, uh, the U.S. national team uh, roster got announced last week, and it's a very, it's a very heavy MLS roster, and so like there's there's been a lot of, I mean it's been grumbling for a while now as far as what Burhalter goes, and I think I think before Josie got uh, got injured and he. Uh, he he withdrew from the roster. I think there was like sixteen to twenty three were from MLS, and you know like we do have a strong crop of young kids that are coming up that are actually already uh, over in Europe. But I think that honestly, 
until they kind of, you know, get themselves right, it's kind of hard to really depend on them in a senior team role. Like, if, if they want to if, – if they get caught up for the U23s, that's one thing. But I think that the kids that – that um, they get caught up to the senior team, whether it's like Sargent or Pulisic or uh, McKinney. Like, you need kids. The kids who are getting called, they need to be getting regular action. Like, don't just call someone up just because, hey, they're over in Europe and they're not playing. Because, like, you got uh, our boy Wea that's on, that's in, at Lille, but he's been injured. It's like, how, how can you really justify calling him up at all? And, you know, I – I get that people are tired of seeing Zardis and Will Trap, and I'm tired of seeing the Will Trap. I'm like Jesus, but at the same time, you know, until until the kids are being relied on for their clubs, it's really hard to really rely on them for for country. Like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, right? So it's just um, the other thing about the um, the roster is. Um you, you spoke about seeing some mainstays. Um, you know, one mainstay we won't have is Josie. Yeah. And and there won't really be a – there's no plan for replacement right now, but – Which is stupid to me. It's absolutely stupid. I mean, because, like, here's my thing. We, we are desperately thin at striker. Like, and my thing is you haven't really caught up a lot, a lot of – other kids to really see if, if they can step up or or even veterans for that matter you know like when's the last time you've seen Dom Dreyer get uh, get caught up of course he hasn't been scoring so I get it but it's just a principle of the fact that you know sometimes you just need opportunity and you might be able to turn turn it into something and and so it's it's very frustrating I think that when you have moments like that where we're just trying to we're trying to figure out our, our way up and Borhoff just not really giving any answers there, and it 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 just feels like it's more of the same. And and I, and I've said this for a while. Like like I I think the way things are going, especially with us waiting on the prospects to really turn out, we're probably not going to see like our best roster for like another year. I think right. that right now we're just trying our best to really hold water until we get to the bulk of. Uh, uh, World Cup qualifications. Like right now, we got uh, Canada and Cuba in the Nations League, which uh, uh, Moby and I went out, went through a little bit last week. Basically, it's it's kind of like the same thing with the uh, with what the Europe had uh, earlier this year and last year with uh, with their Nations League. You basically, you're, you're you're trying to turn these friendlies into competitive matches, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it's. It's a very tricky dynamic because CONCACAF isn't the strongest confederation to begin with. Right. And so it's like for a team like like the U.S., it might help a little bit, but not a whole lot. But for a team like Jamaica or Canada or or Costa Rica, it, 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 might, it might help those teams. And so it's, it's a catch-22 there. Um, you know, hopefully we... Hopefully we we can find we can find some players who can, um, you know, show us something, because otherwise, you know, we're just we basically just spinning our wheels, hoping for, you know, hoping for players to like you know, hoping for a good result and not much else. Yeah, I was I was hoping for a different result. I, I don't I don't think it's it's proper to say a. Uh, 
Altador like replacement, but someone to give an opportunity to. Right. Plug someone in. Plug um, someone that 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 has been putting in work at least, and you know, hopefully, because like that that's the weird thing about MLS is that if you ever if you ever notice, if you start from the back at keeper, the further up you go, the fewer Americans you see in MLS, and. I don't know that's that's attributed to lack of development, lack of interest because you have so many teams who will who will go for the flashy uh DP signing and have them up front instead of, you know, trying to trying to develop a quality domestic player, whether it's American or Canadian. And you know, it it ends up being being a, a tough deal because, you know, obviously there's not there's not too many Strikers in Europe right now, um, and <laughs> but um, but yeah, like you you run into a situation where it's like, where are we going to find a striker that's going to be able to to carry the load? Because Josie's not going to be there forever. Obviously, you saw what happened last cycle. Dempsey ended up, you know, running running out of gas, and it's like, okay, who's next? And you don't have anyone there, at least not yet. So it's going it's to be um, interesting to see. Like you know, hopefully, I mean, it's Canada and Cuba, and they're not the strongest teams in in, in Concacaf. So hopefully, even though Canada's getting really good, yeah, like they, they actually had, they actually had a, a solid run in, during the Gold Cup. So and then they have uh, Alfonso Davies, who's playing at Bayern right now. Like he he's he's actually get, getting uh, a, a good run of action uh, off the bench. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be very interesting to see like like how how that ends up uh, ends up going and everything, but um, before we wrap up here, we got got to hit up on some on some European stuff. Can um, hold on, what, what did I miss? Oh, 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 oh Euro qualifiers. Oh, that's right. Um, what, what games we got for the Euros? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, because because they're because they're just beginning to wrap up on uh, on. Uh, on qualification, yeah. So uh, Euro qualifiers they start this week. So that first uh, first day of Euro qualifiers is on the tenth. Okay. And you have uh, Kazakhstan and Cyprus, uh, Belarus and Estonia. Those are uh, sexy, man. I, I need some sexy matches, man. Yeah, we got Netherlands and Northern Ireland, uh, okay, Slovakia and Wales. Okay. Uh, Croatia, okay. Hungary. Okay. Uh, Latvia and Poland. Uh, North Macedonia and Slovenia. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> Austria and Israel, uh, Russia and Scotland. What up? Israel's in Europe. Okay. Yeah, right. and then Belgium and San Marino. So who's, that's the first day of Euro qualifiers. Okay. Who's who's on Friday? On so on Friday, you want me to skip a whole day? Well, is it Friday or Saturday? We have uh, you have the tenth, you have the eleventh, and the twelfth. So three days. So so, so um, it, 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 is there anything good on Friday? So. Let me see. Let me see. Let's see. Friday, you have uh, you got Portugal and Luxembourg. I thought Portugal <laughs> already qualified because they won, they won their nation's league. I don't Coming know. Coming out of Group B. Let's see here. Uh, we got Iceland and France. That's not bad. Uh, let's see what we got here. Czech Republic and England. That that one. That actually should be pretty pretty good. And we got to charge your battery up here. Um, let's see. 
I mean, Andorra and Moldova, for those of you who are out there who follow that, who follow those countries. Um, let's see who else we got for. Let's see what we got for uh, for Saturday. Uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina and fin and Finland, uh, Norway and Spain, uh, Italy and Greece. That actually might be pretty interesting. Uh, and then Georgia, you know, we we we, we coming through. We pulling up on on Republic of Ireland on Saturday. And uh, yeah, so that that's at least like the first uh, the first uh, group of matches, and then they play again uh, next week. We'll cover we'll cover those um, uh, next next week as as those games come about. But yeah, I think that uh, you know I, I need to take a look at, at what the uh, what, what the group uh, standings are because I know that I'm almost positive that that Portugal uh, when they won um, when they won the UEFA Nations League. They automatically qualify, but I, I, don't quote me on that. I, I could be wrong there, but um, but yeah, I, I, well, well, we'll see how that one goes. But I do know one thing: Can Spurs stop losing? <laughs> I mean, they gave up a touchdown last last Tuesday. I mean, only, only gave up a field goal on on Saturday. So, you know, hopefully, you know, by the time they they play again in a couple weeks. They they can keep the score down, you know. They maybe they'll be able to score a field goal of their own. Cause yeah, right now it's it's really tough for for Spurs. Of course, we can't talk because mm. I'm I think I might be on the only out. I might. What? I might be. I mean, but it's not his fault. Uh huh. Cause it it reminds me exactly what happened with the uh, Real Madrid last year when they uh, when Solari. Won like two or three games. They're like, up. Oh, let's go ahead and give him a permanent deal, and then he shut the bet afterwards. And I think mm-hmm. that as soon as, uh, pretty much from the moment we Rashford hit that PK against PSG, we haven't been the same since. And we had, we haven't won a, an away game in forever. You know, we we drew in what what what, what was the game at for, for the um, Europa League, like a, a place where we shouldn't have even. It, it was it was so bad, but but yeah, like I so and then we lost to Newcastle. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! It's been tough times lately, man. Just because Newcastle been getting smoked. I like, I mean, they ha- they haven't been. They even though they they did play our boy Miggy, uh, he he got he played about seventy minutes on, on Sunday. But it's like, yo, this team isn't even good like that, man. We're losing to Newcastle. Like this is what's good in the streets. This kid over here taking shots. I'm like, like, cause basically it's kind of like a like a PK setup, but but it's from like the the um, uh, center point line, and it's like Jesus, like basically like you're getting shots at like at least a good 15 miles an hour, and it's like yo, like that this 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 kid's he's tough, he's tough, but yeah, <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, I'm I'm about this close to being only out. I I I don't know if it's gonna work. And yeah, and because like, I was I was uh, reading uh, watching a video from uh, Gary Neville on Sunday about about the game, and you know, and it's it's not Oli's fault because we're not doing our job as far as bringing in a strong enough squad. We didn't we didn't really resolve anything with Pogba like that. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I do know this: if they do fire him, Woodward needs to be out too, 
I agree. <laughs> I agree. Clean houses. I mean, just the decisions that <sighs> I'm scratching brain cells, man. Yeah. If that's even possible, with some of the moves and decisions, um, I I support the signing of the manager, but I I don't I think it was rush. I mean, we we were producing at the end of the season some good results, but I, I think it was just too too soon. I think that the way things are going, I, I, I see my my scenario goes like this. He only might be able to last through this season. Yes, he might even be able to last through. Actually, no, 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 I take that back. He'll make it through this season. And, and then I think Giggs comes in um, after uh, at the It's the same Euros. face. They said we're, they're not going to be competitive for, what, at least another three years? They're not going to be. They're not supposed to challenge for cups for at least the next two, three years. I you know. I, I can handle that. I, I do think that there's at least a standard with Man United that, at the very least, you should be. You have to a, try. And in, in, in one, you have to try, and that honestly, with the talent that's there, you should still be in a position where you are competing for a Champions League spot. I mean, right now we're sitting in eleventh, and mm-hmm. like none of that makes any sense at all. And I think that. You know, if if something doesn't get worked out by the next international break in in uh, in November, yeah, we might be seeing, you know, some changes being made because there is still a standard. Even even if you don't think that, you know, we're not where Liverpool and, and Man City is right now. Even though, hey, Man City about to get getting smoked as well. They lost at home to on um, the Wolves. They did, and and they're sitting, you know, for a team that, that broke. I think they broke their points record last year. They're sitting eight points behind Liverpool. Liverpool still hasn't, hasn't lost yet. And I just don't see the way that Liverpool's going. I can't see how anyone catches them. I really don't. Like, they basically would have to have to beat themselves. Like, they almost, you know, um, dropped, dropped points uh, over the weekend, but they managed to get a very lucky PK call at the end, uh, at the end of the game uh, against Leicester. And, you know... Is 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 games like that? You know, you'd rather be lucky than good, and you know they they managed to pull it out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Man City they they dropped uh, the Wolves. Like Wolves apparently owns Manchester right now because because they 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 managed to draw us earlier earlier um last month, and then they beat City two two nil in, in at, at City. So it's like they might yeah. as well um they might as well come back to Manchester, uh, whomever they play next time. Um, with a split scarf that has City on one side, United on the other, and say, we own you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold-blooded, man. But, yeah, man. Man. But, no, like, I, I think that this international break hopefully will give people, give players the opportunity to take, to take a breather and, you know, kind of reassess where things are and hopefully get healthy because, you know, I, I think that it's – I don't see. I don't think things have hit rock bottom. At least for not. At least not for Man United. I think that it's probably gonna get worse before it gets better. And it's just. It's really a matter of like, do you want to stick with Oli during this? Because I. I can't imagine if you fire him right now. The problem there is that who else do you hire? Because right right now, pretty much everyone that you probably would want to hire is already available. You're not gonna go back and hire Mourinho, obviously. Nope. And. And then it's like you have to do your best. Let's just hold. Let's just try to tread water until 
until the summertime and after the Euros, see how that goes, and we go from there. I know Ole feels I'm, – I'm pretty sure he loves walking in the, the training ground doors every day. Mm-hmm. He loves his position. But do you think he feels like he's over his head? Do you believe the talk that you think he feels like he's over his head, or do you think uh, no, actually, he, he's, actually don't he's think fine? That, I, I, I don't think that's the case. I think that think he's fine. I think that he's really just trying to you know make the best out of this current situation. And I think mean? I think that there's a lot of a lot of guys that I think in in any other circumstances they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even be near Man United. I was about to say. I mean, he 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 did inherit a, a, a broken team, so. Yeah. Um, broken team broken everything but um i mean i'm rooting for him but i mean i i can't say i i I don't believe that he isn't over his head he can have that feeling but i'm you know i'm rooting for him and uh continue to see if we can turn things around but i i I know this much if we stick with him it i'm not sure if he's I still don't know if, if if he's good enough to win a championship at Maine. Like, like because all his all this considered, like he hasn't. I don't think he's. It's very tough to have the pedigree to win championships. I mean, like you, if you really like break it down, uh, I want to say only five managers have won championships the past. What fifteen twenty years in, in in England, and you know obviously most of those were were Sir Alex, but you know even before that you, I think what Pellegrini, you know, uh, Mancini, City, Pep, Mourinho, Ancelotti, uh, blah, 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 um, Ranieri from uh, Leicester, and. I think that's it because, like, you know, obviously it's been forever since uh, Arsenal and, and Liverpool have won one. So you probably have to go, have to, like, go back to, like, um, uh, Dalglish at uh, um, at um, Newcastle. No, was it Newcastle? No, no, no. Blackburn. 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 But, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's real tough, man. But, uh, you know, hopefully come um, in the next few weeks, you know, we'll, we'll see what's up. We'll, we'll get back into that. Um, before we wrap up, I want to give everybody a shout out. We just recently hit a thousand followers on Instagram. I think we're at about like a thousand twenty right now. Thank you to everyone that's been supporting the supporting the brand, supporting the podcast. You know, putting up with with with, with our bullshit and everything. You know, and join us in the, in the conversation. I think that that what we have honestly is um, is a necessary uh, vehicle. You know. And having that necessary representation, we just uh, lost Diane Carroll uh, this past week, and for a lot of people, like she was the basically the the most prominent black face that people will see on a weekly television back in the sixties. You know, like women like her, you know, led the next generation for Felicia Rashad, Jasmine Guy, you know. Erica Alexander, Queen Latifah, like, you know, there's trailblazers like that, you know. People all, all often get about, you know, like why does why does there need to be a need for representation in soccer? It's like because one, our I, I think our perspective is 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 valuable. 
and that two, you know, that one spark leads to two other sparks, leads to five other sparks. Like if you go back and look at tennis, like with, um, with Venus and Serena were playing, it was basically like just them. And then next thing you know, like you go back to the U.S. Open this past uh, summer, I think you had like five um, black women, like in, like in their teens and early 20s. It's like that right there, like you can definitely see like, and of course all of them are like, you know, because of Venus and Serena, you, um, they're out here playing. Like I, I wish it was the case for um, for men's. Like you haven't seen like a, a much um, uh, many black um, play, uh, tennis black men men tennis players in a while. But you know, representation uh, always matters because you never know who's able to watch it and, and will have the audacity to believe that hey, I can do that shit too. That's right. So. Uh, but yeah, like that, yeah, shout out to everybody that that uh, like I said, we're at a thousand. We're gonna keep this thing going. We had 400 likes on Facebook. We we don't do enough on Facebook, I, and I realize that. But, you know, hopefully y'all y'all saw a little bit that we that we've been doing the past couple days. Uh, like I said, we actually had a busy name set day on Sunday. Uh, shout out to my homeboy Annabelle. Uh, he wanted to do like a Colombian uh, name set for for his lane in a jersey, and. I'll, I, I had to, I had to like kind of figure a way to, to make this thing work, but yeah, we it took like it took two tries to get it done because the first one it got kind of jacked up, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it came out great fire, and you know, I'm I'm looking at you Miami because I know y'all got a lot of parceros and a lot of Latinos down there. I'm like, hey, whether it's Colombia, Brazil, Honduras, Costa Rica, we'll we'll figure out a way to make that work, man. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, thank y'all to everybody. We're gonna keep this thing going. Like so we're, we're approaching on a year in a couple weeks. You know, hopefully we can get something planned real nice for that. And uh, but yeah, thank you for that. Uh, as always, you can catch us on the social the FTC UTD. Uh, catch us on, on the socials. Catch us on on uh, on an online store FTCUTD.myshopify.com. You know, fuck with us, man. Like you know, if you ain't on on, on the bullshit. And actually, you know, come with with a real positive conversation. We got something for you. If you come with bullshit, you'll get met with bullshit. Don't be like Baker Mayfield and, and, and Richard Sherman. Come, come real. I promise you. Like, and, and, and we will, we'll be real right with you. But yes, thank you guys for Ringo, the coach, for Rashad, Grego. The culture's real. The culture's everywhere. We'll see y'all next week, and we out.